Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Alicia Shanice Reviews. I am your host, it's your girl Shanice, coming back at you with another podcast. We are on episode 153 and tonight's topic is Snowfall, season 5, episode 6, titled The Iliad Part 2. The description reads, Franklin and Gustavo look for an escape. Teddy is forced to put his trust in an old friend. The man behind the hits is revealed. And remember, last recap, I told y'all my theory was it was going to be Kevin's older brother because when uh, Franklin was laying in that bin, in that cage, Having that nightmare, he was dreaming of Kevin saying, you know, we grew up together. You know what I'm saying? I loved you. I ain't, you know what I'm saying? He was thinking that he was dreaming of Kevin. And I knew that they were bringing Kevin's older brother into the series this season. So I had a feeling it was going to be OG Kane behind all those hits. And that's who it was. And um, this episode was really, really good. I get the the tiger for dramatic purposes and television. But I wasn't feeling it in Snowfall. The reason why is because Snowfall is so true to form and just, you know, so raw and so realistic. I just thought that was a bit much, but it still was a very, very, very good episode and fire. You know what I'm saying? It was it was entertaining, but I could have dealt without the tiger. <laughs> so I was happy that they wrapped that along. But you know how we do over here. We about to get into it. We about to break it down. And we about to dissect it scene by scene like we do over here on this platform. After that, I will play the trailer. And I have a sleeper for you guys in my Joe Button style. Shout out to the pod father. As always, you guys can follow me on social media. For Facebook, it's Alicia Shanice. For Instagram, Alicia Shanice Reviews. And if you need to email me, it's Alicia Shanice Reviews 13 at gmail.com. You can inbox, DM, or email me for any requests you might have that you want me to recap. Hit me up on either of those platforms. Give me a couple days to get back to you, and I will get your recap request out within a week. And don't forget, you can always follow me on my social media platforms and my Spotify as well. If you type in Shanice Loves, you will see all of my music playlists. I have made them all public so you guys can, you know what I'm saying, vibe to them every genre. On that note, let's go ahead and jump into the show and talk Snowfall. Shanice and she's the one. Her name is Shanice and she's the one. Yeah, like I was saying, I, I truly <laughs> I understand the tiger for TV purposes, but not for snowfall. Not for snowfall, y'all. If the GOAT, John Singleton, you know what I'm saying, was still here, I don't even know if he would have been with that. Because John Singleton was just so raw and real with his work. 
and ain't no damn tigers in fucking they ain't in the hood even in the 80s they weren't in the hood when it was the damn jungle <laughs> like i don't know the tiger just was a bit much but despite that it was entertaining but not for snowfall snowfall is too realistic and um yeah i just wasn't feeling the tiger but Besides that, it was a really, really solid, dope episode. So it opens up and we see Franklin and Oso. They are still trapped in the cage next to the damn tiger. Franklin is panicking. His pager is going off back to back. He don't know who was alive, who was dead from his family because he know when he was on a payphone with them, they got hit at the same time they was getting hit. So it's just a lot going on. He's having a panic attack. He's screaming, somebody help. Oso. He's the opposite. He's calm. He's all collected. He building booby traps and shit. <laughs> if you look at it, pay attention. Oso just was wrapping that belt around that cage, setting a little trap. So that was all Oso right there. The damn uh, serial killer, he come out the house in Franklin like, my man. <laughs> He tried to talk to him like, you know, saying, dude, got some sense, like he's actually normal and don't stuff people. And he like, yo, my man, you you ain't going to believe this, but but we weren't trying to rob you, bro. Like, like what happened was we were stranded and I just needed to use the phone. And shit. <laughs> the dude, he is not buying it. He calls himself a leprechaun, call himself making some little jokes. And, you know, what I'm saying, Franklin, like, look, I got a lot of money. Dude ain't trying to hear shit about no money. The only thing he want to do is feed them to the tiger and stuff them both, okay? So, uh, he tries to open up the cage, but of course he can't get in because of the trap Oso uh, set. So, he hops his old ass on top of the cage. Oso pulls that belt stringy string down <laughs> and his ass falls down. That tiger rips off that leg and he bleeds out as he should. Bye-bye, old man. <laughs> <laughs> so they get out of that situation quick and quick and fast quick and fast nice and smooth you know saying franklin he eases that key they out the gate and it's time to bounce but they are still in a very 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 bad neighborhood that got them into the situation in the first place so um they get they get out and they still gotta find their money and uh this one situation turns into another situation they see uh the essays cruelling on down and you know it's the same ones from earlier so they duck down behind uh a truck hiding now franklin was like you think uh teddy got away you think he good also like teddy he gonna outlive us all he might got a point <laughs> he might got a point <laughs> Uh, frankly like ain't nobody go believe this shit right here so now they all happy they didn't got away they didn't duck down they didn't let the essays roll off they didn't got the tiger he back there so now everything is looking on the up and up and all they want to do is jack a car real quick and get the fuck out of east la but while they're doing that and decide to jack a car they roll up and jack the wrong damn car and it's the same essays from earlier and not only that they got one of their ogs with them it's an older dude with him so you know what i'm saying he ain't coming with no games he like where the money at because he didn't hurt they was walking around neighborhood with bags on bags so they 
get out of one bad situation and walk right into another. They get put in the back of the trunk and take them back to the salon. Now, at the salon, the lady is, I'm guessing she owns it. She tells the guy, like, look, I don't want to come back to no mess tomorrow. Whatever y'all do, clean it up. So, after that, they get to asking them where the money is at. Franklin saying they got Jack. Also saying they don't have it. And, dude, he gets to roughing them up. Blow after blow. One hit to the face, one hit to the other face. So <clears throat> while he's asking where the money is at, they keep telling him they was jacked for it. And did y'all peep out little tough ass, the little Riker boyfriend, <laughs> the one who was like, I ain't no Riker. He is sitting there with that little smirk on his face like he enjoying every minute of it. So <clears throat> after that, we go back to <clears throat> Louis Club. Leon and his main little homeboy, Fatback Cousin. I can't think of his name right now, but they roll in there with Black Diamond and Dallas. <laughs> and they come in talking shit. I was dying laughing during all the Black Diamond and Dallas scenes this episode. They were straight comic relief and was giving me life this episode. So uh, when they walk in, they arguing. He like, if you don't sit your little ass down. <laughs> She like, get that damn gun out of my face, child. He put the gun up to her. They just going back and forth. It was just hilarious. Now we see Peaches is still missing in action. So now they're worrying about, you know what I'm saying, where's Peaches? So as these fools going back and forth, fat back cousin in uh Dallas, Mama Sissy, Mama Sissy ain't in the mood for it. She she, she can't take no more. She she goes off on their ass and they shut the fuck up when Mama Sissy goes off. <laughs> I love on how they show her a little bit of respect, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but she wasn't having it. She like, well, y'all stop this foolishness because they was tripping. So after that, Jerome and Leon, they decide, you know what I'm saying, keep Black Diamond and Dallas here and we'll go look for Peaches because Jerome is adamant. Peaches didn't have nothing to do with this. He brought Peaches in. Peaches is loyal. And if I'm going to get my opinion early on in the recap, I don't think Peaches had nothing to do with it. I think Peaches is one of the most loyalist soldiers that Franklin has, one of them. I don't think he had nothing to do with it. I think that they're, the writing is trying to throw the viewers off and make us think Peaches folded. I could be wrong, but I don't think Peaches folded. I think Peaches might be in a hospital or something because I think that they're trying to write a storyline in of him having HIV or something because it's the 80s. Snowfall is always true to form besides the tiger. And it was a epidemic with AIDS at this time. It was new. It hit like crazy, and that's when drugs was just bad, and it was at an all-time high, and nobody knew what it was like all the way. They didn't know any, enough about it, so I'm thinking they're trying to write it in there, and they're doing it with peaches, so that's my theory, but I could be wrong. I don't know, so after that, um, we go back to the salon. Dude is still in there beating the hell out of Franklin and also talking about I'm just getting started and his boys come in with food. Now with all the torture they going through, we see our boy Franklin, he still got a sense of humor. He like, y'all give me some food. <laughs> Gustavo looks at the posters, like the maps and shit on the wall, and he see uh, Mexico on there. So, you know, saying so he tries to use his little stuff, and he tells dude, like, look, we practically cousins, and, you know, they get to talking, but that that shit didn't work. Uh, you know, he, he wasn't buying that. 
also tried though. He tried. So when they all walk in the back to eat, Franklin also we see that they kind of like try to come up with a real quick plan and Gustavo telling them like, look, you need to just, we just need to let them know where the money was at. But Franklin thing is if we let them know we as good as dead, they ain't going to have no reason to keep us alive. So when they come out, Franklin ends up telling them like, look, I will show you where we put the money at. I don't know the address, but I'm going to have to show you. So they decide, okay. You gonna we gonna we gonna take you to see where this money is at, but you know what I'm saying to make sure everything is cool, we're gonna leave Oso here as collateral. So as soon as he leaves, Oso just got that look like I'm fucked. You know what I'm saying? Like he ain't think he ain't think Franklin was gonna come back for him. He just knew it, it was a wrap for him. If you look at his face. So we go back to the next scene and we go back to Louis Club. One of the dudes <laughs> They're a black diamond in Dallas. <laughs> he still got the gun pointed at black diamond in Dallas. Black diamond, like, ain't your arm getting tired? <laughs> Dallas, like, nah. I bet you he got a very, uh, a very strong arm against the door in her arm, like he jacking off. <laughs> Child, if black diamond in Dallas wasn't giving me life, they was funny as hell in this episode. I'm telling you, in Snowfall. Black Diamond in Dallas, they're going to always make me laugh, and Wanda Bell. So, we get into the next scene, and Mama Sissy is talking to Miss Veronique. And she like, that was a bold move you made back with the police, with those fake crocodile tears you put on. So, we see Veronique knows how to turn on them tears on and off. I don't know about Veronique, y'all. I don't know. Now, this was interesting. She tells her she got that from her mom. Her mom was a con woman. They went all around the world doing cons. She falsified many documents in English and French. And what the fuck she keep trying to get Franklin and Louie them to sign? Documents. Now, I'm not saying she dirty yet. But we just don't know. Franklin do not have a good history with women. And something just ain't right about Miss Veronique. It could be the wig. I don't know. I'm hoping she loyal. She carrying his baby. But when she says she falsified all those documents and all I keep hearing her is saying, sign this, sign this, sign that. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. So we get into the next scene. And they make it to the Tiger House. So when they get back there, the essays walk back there and they like, what the fuck is this? So Franklin, like, it's in the garage. They look and see all the blood. They see the old serial killer hanging from the gate, bleeding out. He dead and shit. And out comes the tiger. <laughs> he, the tiger knocks down one of the guys. Now I'm trying to figure out how did Franklin, he tied up. How did that little punch knock out the other big dude? But we just gonna say it did. He he just like like tapped him and he fell and he got his gun and he went out there, pulled the gun out on a little young tough dude and put his ass in the trunk as he should. His little little young tough ass. But that that just went a little too smooth. It it I know they had to rush it along, but I'm like, how did Franklin little punch? You know what I'm saying? He already tied up and we know he can't fight that good, but you know what I'm saying? It's no fault. But Never mind. 
But anyway, he got away. So that's the good thing, right? He got away. He went and called Unc. And we know when Unc come, business is going to get handled. So after that, um, we get into the next scene. And by this time, Franklin and Carl told Unc he good. Unc told Louie. So Louie comes out and she tells everybody Franklin is alive. And Jerome is on his way to pick him up. So... <laughs> That damn black diamond in Dallas. They like, can we go now? Our cities, our sitters, they gotta go home. <laughs> you know, they some good mamas. They some kids, they some, they some hitters, some killers, and some strippers and all. But they good mamas, you know what I'm saying? Remember, they had had to go pick their kids up from school long time and everything. So they ready to go because it's time for their sitters to get off. And Louie tells them, like, look, call your sitters, let them know. They extended tonight, and y'all need to get y'all ear to the street and find out who is behind these hits. So, Mama Sissy and Veronique, they're still talking, and they're relieved that Franklin is okay. But Mama Sissy also warns her, like, look, Veronique, I'm... I know who my son is, and I chose to stand by his side no matter what. But I'm letting you know because you having your own baby, this will not be the last time. So she gives Veronique something to think about. Now, when we see Jerome and Leon pull up in East L.A., that's when we know we back into our show snowfall that's when we back we done with the tiger now i got the whole essays you know what i'm saying you went east la you went a neighborhood that's always been in snowfall that went on when they was dealing with stomper crew remember they almost put franklin out the car back then but with the tiger thing and it's my last time mentioning the tiger but it just was a little bit much for me. Like I said, it was good for television. In any other show, I would have been like, okay, cool. But not my snowfall. So when we see Jerome and Leon pull up in East L.A., that's when we know we back to snowfall. John Singleton's snowfall. And um, little dude, Franklin got him locked in the trunk, as he should. And Gustavo is still in the salon. And he just got that look on his face like, I know I'm dead. One of the dudes asked him, like, how much money was in those bags? He tell him, he might, he just tell him the truth because he like, I'm dead anyway. Three mil. So soon as he says that, they they know they're like, we getting play, homes. So they getting ready to roll out, but they hear a car pull up and they thinking it's they peoples. But nah, nah, it's not. And Bussy and Jerome and Leon. And they handle business like Leon and Jerome handle business and shit. <laughs> as soon as they walk in and knock their ass down, Gustavo just started laughing, like, just with relief. Franklin, like, sorry I took so long ago. So, so he go untie him, and he lets him know, like, you know I still got your autograph right. Because remember, in the very first episode, season one, episode one, Franklin, Kevin, and Leon went to the wrestling match, and they were so happy to see Gustavo, which his wrestling name was Oso, and he got his autograph, so that just shows you how far they go back, and how far along they came with the whole recipe and everything with Lucia, it is a lot of history there, so we see uh, Jerome ready for like, whatever, he like, what y'all want me to do with these essays, <laughs> But Gustavo, like, you know what? Let them breathe. Let them breathe. The game is the game. They was just, you know, doing their stuff. So we get into the next scene. 
And Franklin is trying to figure out who put these three coordinated hits on his peoples. Gustavo tells him, like, you know, people hide who they are. But eventually, they show you who they are. So he tells him, like, because I didn't even think you were coming back for me. I thought I was dead. And Franklin lets him know, like, well, you know what? I didn't trust you either. From that first drop we did, when you and Teddy was there listening, when, you know what I'm saying, when you came and knew Teddy was listening, and he like, huh? What you talking about? And he tells him that he went back and he got evidence that Teddy was there. Gustavo, he wasn't in on that. He didn't know Teddy was listening to the drop and was spying on them. So he didn't know none of that. So we get into the next scene. And Jerome and Leon, they go to the house. They grab the bags out. You know what I'm saying? Jerome and Leon, they going to get business handled. You know what I'm saying? They official. So they go in there, they get the bags of money out from where they hid it at, and all is done. Now, now as they walking out, we see the tiger. <laughs> we see the tiger one more time. Jerome and uh and Leon look like, huh? And then you just see Oso and um Franklin just stare at each other. So long live uh Tony the tiger child. So we go into the next scene, and they all go back to the club, and we got Veronique, you know, saying she cleaning up Franklin wounds. We got Mama Sissy, she helping out Gustavo, letting him know he needs stitches, and his girlfriend come barging in. Now, y'all remember where his girlfriend came from? Remember his girlfriend, remember in season uh, four, when he had his brother in a wheelchair and her sister and her and his wife who were murdered? That was the wife's sister. Remember, they had a little thing going on. So now they're together and they're raising the kids. So his girlfriend comes in there. She is relieved, but she punches his ass. She's like, I thought you was dead and you left me with these damn kids. So he drunk because he's been taking shots to the head. And you know what I'm saying? He's just relieved. And we see now him and Franklin, they have a bond. They're going to have each other back. So I'm assuming that as the season progresses and Teddy gets to going getting out of control as he is going to get Franklin and um, Gustavo would have a, a, a life alliance from after what they experienced and how Franklin came to save him. But uh, remember, Gustavo saved him before too. In season two, when Stumper was about to get on that head, when they was about to take him in the house, Gustavo saved him too. So after that, we get into the next scene and we see it's still no sign of Peaches. And Franklin, he gets to thinking, he like, you know what? If it was Peaches, it's one way to find out. And they hit us so hard today, they not coming back. Soon as he said they not coming back, Veronique like, oh, if they not coming back, I'm going home. I'm, I'm, I gotta go, and I don't need no ride. I gotta go. So I figured she was up to something by the end. So uh, Jerome. We see he is still adamant that it was not Peaches because Peaches is his boy. He brought Peaches around. So um, we go to the next scene and we go to the freak doctor's house, Parissa. <laughs> she, she just in the kitchen dancing, having her a good old time, child. She still got the same scrubs on. She performs surgery on. She masturbated in. <laughs> child. She just having her a good old time. She just dancing, listening to her music, cleaning up, cleaning up 
she call him Thomas, but Teddy's blood. And then she hears him in the back. He in there having some type of nightmare, hallucination. He fighting in his sleep. And she gives his ass the sedatives and he calms down. So we get into the next scene. And when they get back to the stash house, it is completely wiped out. Now, remember a few episodes back, it was just Peaches and Franklin there. They were the only two people who knew about this stash house. And they was there when Peaches was smiling at all this money. Like, I can't just, you know what I'm saying? I still can't get used to something like this, you know, because it was all that money there. It was $5 million in there. And that's when Franklin had sent them home. Like, he tried to shake his hand. He was like, no, nah, I don't think so, bruh. But I'm, I'm telling y'all, Peaches ain't had nothing to do with this. He he didn't. They trying to make us think that. So <clears throat> when when he tells them like it was only me and him who knew about this and everything is wiped out and they like do he got a girlfriend where his family stay? Don't nobody know where where anywhere to look for him at. Jerome is hurt. Jerome is hurt. So they decide to call it a night. When Franklin goes back home, no Veronique is in sight. Only a dear Franklin letter. He reads that letter, throws a tantrum, throwing a vase and the flowers. So we get to the next scene. <clears throat> and when it's war and snowfall, who do we go see? We go see our boy Ivy. Now y'all know I love me some Ivy. He's still pissed about one of his own men getting killed in their little um, <clears throat> drive-bys that they did the day before. And... Franklin tells him that he needs to beef up security. He has a baby on the way. So I'll be like a baby on the way. He's like, ain't that something? My man died yesterday and now you bringing, you know what I'm saying, life into this world. Ain't that ironic? And he tells him like, you know, I never got married. Never had children. Always been a soldier. Always on the battlefield. And shit. <laughs> I love me some Ivy. But he lets them know, like, but you different. You can be whoever you want to be. You can be a businessman. You can be, you know what I'm saying, a drug dealer. You you can be it all. And, you know what I'm saying, that can be a curse in itself because it's always an infighting war in yourself. So, you know what I'm saying, Ivy going to drop that game. Ivy definitely going to drop that game. And Ivy is the first one to ever put Franklin on in the the dope game and he was hustling for jerome selling weed but he put him onto them bricks so he gonna always go to ivy he got him started with the banks in panama even though he tried to rip him off and stuff but ivy agrees to help him get security for him and veronique so we get into the next scene and we get uh louis and jerome you know what i'm saying bringing in bringing out his inner suge knight Free sugar night, by the way. And they in the car, and he is hurt. He just thinking about Peaches. He like, look, when I first met him, he wasn't nothing but a broke down vet. I gave him everything. I did everything from him. And Louis trying to let him know, like, you might have brought him in the game, but he been Franklin, right-hand man. So if anybody should have seen it coming, it should have been Franklin. So one of their associates pull up who is two of the dudes in the car, they get out and it's time for them to do a drop, but they didn't get to do no re the day before because of the shootout. So he, they, he get out, he just running his damn mouth and Jerome, he already frustrated. He takes all that frustration. I don't do and whoops that ass. His boy tries to jump in. Louis like, uh, uh-uh, uh, not today. She pulls out. <laughs> 
She like, back the fuck up. So, listen, Jerome whooped old boy ass. And I love me some Aunt Louie and Uncle Jerome. So they get in the car looking like Bonnie and Clyde with Versace on. And we go into the next scene. Now we go back to Parissa Holmes, the freak doctor. And we see, you know, a little bit of, we get a little more history. So we see she actually met Teddy when he worked in Tyran. And she brings up on how she read the article Irene wrote about the CIA and, you know what I'm saying, smuggling drugs through South Central. So. She lets him know, like, um, I counted, and I went through that trunk. Bruh, you had 300 kilos in that car. So she tells him, like, he like, well, what else do you want? If I give you the money, what else do you want? And she lets him know, like, are you, I want you. She gets on top of him, like, look, you was with Julia before. You was married in love. I don't see no Julia around. I don't know where no little Paul at his son. So we see <laughs> You know, Parissa a freak. Yeah, she want her some teddy. So we're going to see where that go. So we get into the last few final scenes. And we see Veronique. She does get her ultrasound. And Franklin is there. We hear a heartbeat. So we know the, the uh, baby is alive and okay. Franklin gets emotional, teary-eyed when he hears the heartbeat. And... She tells him, and that goes for that goes to a lot of people's theories because a lot of people didn't think she was pregnant, but we see she's pregnant. She basically lets him know she needs space, child, and she will only see him in the office while she falsifying documents. So we get to the next scene, and back at the club, word gets out, and Black Diamond and Dallas come in with the intel. And they let them know, no, I want peaches behind the hit. This hit came from an OG that just got home named Kane. Now, you know if your name Kane, child. <laughs> Franklin and Leon just look at each other. So then we go to the Little League game. And we see the man behind it all who just been sitting back, plotting, planning. We see Delroy's big cousin, Kevin's big brother. We see he been out for a few months. Franklin and Leon approach him. He like, little Lee, Frankie, y'all caught up with me, huh? He all calm and collected, coaching and shit. <laughs> and... He apologizes for Mama Sissy being there and, you know what I'm saying, everybody who ain't had nothing to do with it. Franklin tries to talk about it. Let's work through it. It's a way to handle it. You don't know what really happened with Gab. Leon tries. He wants to make it right. But we see Kane like, no, 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 Frankie. Uh-uh. It'll be a next time. But next time? I will have better people. And next time, I will get it right. And I ain't hiding little niggas. <laughs> and then he goes back to being Coach Kang. Like, all right, chips, let's get it. <laughs> we see he going to be a, a funny antagonist. I'm here for it. Because we ain't had man boy no more, so we needed somebody to come in and, you know, saying wild everything up. And I think I'm going to like this Kane character. I mean, we still got Scully, of course. Scully is Scully. But 
I'm going to enjoy this Kane character. But that was my recap for season five, episode, what episode was this, six? Yeah, this was episode six titled The Iliad Part Two. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, please stay on, and I'm about to play the trailer, and we'll talk about that. And then I have a sleeper for you guys as well. I treated you like family. And I ain't gonna ever forget that. So let me help you with yours. You will not draw attention to the two of us. Is that understood? I can come to you anytime, any place. Whether you can get it done or you can't. We hit him, it's a war. We already at war. I'm trying to help you and help keep the peace. Yeah, it look like next week gonna be action packed. That one is gonna be episode seven titled Lion in a Hammock. Um, hammock. Uh, I think I'm gonna like Kane's character. It looked like it looked like Jerome gonna be ready for war. He don't give a fuck who brother it is, but Leon. He's probably he's pretty neutral because he loved Kev and he wasn't the one who shot Kev. He tried to stop all of that. And dude was like a big brother to all of them. So I think Leon is gonna try to be neutral and try not to go to war, but Jerome gonna be ready for whatever. And look like Teddy gonna be back healed and well and in control as always. So yeah, next week look like it's gonna be fire and look like Kane will be causing havoc. This was a really good solid episode. Um I got a sleeper for you guys as well. In my Joe Button style, shout out to the pod father. Here we go. Hope you guys enjoy it. Let's go back old school to 1993. Wake your punk ass up for the 93 shot. MC ain't in the motherfucking house. Gia. And it ain't nothing but a Compton thing, y'all. And we ain't nothing but niggas on the run. And this goes out to my niggas. Yeah. A fucked up childhood is not the way I am. It's got me in the state where I don't give a damn. Mm, somebody help me, but nah, they don't get me. So I guess I'll be another victim of the ghetto. Ain't no escaping cause I'm way too young. Pops is stealing, and on top of that, got moms. Steaming off the top, pops never bigger. Daddy go down by the hands of another nigga. Now my pops is gone and that ain't no good. Got to follow in the footsteps of the homies from the hood and was the role model. Niggas put me in my fucking baby bottle. Damn, and through all the motherfucking pain, they done drove my moms insane. So I guess I gotta do work so I can finish. I grow up. A straight up menace, she uh, come on, y'all. Straight up menace. Now I'm of age and living in the projects, getting paid off the clips and the county checks. I'm telling you, fresh out of high school, never did I wonder that the motherfucking hood would take me younger. See, I'm picking it with the homies and they got the straps. I'll tip the corner store home by the fucking See a bitch in the right lane, so I come with the Mac. Astro Bambles, a motherfucking jack from the back. Now we's got the strap to my homies' head. Saying, play the shit cool and don't be a fool. He shot my nigga in the fucking head. I caught one in the shoulder. If I didn't run, I was dead. Now 
thinking about the work, motherfuckers, and my eyes is bloodshot red. Yeah, motherfuckers, I ain't finished. Be on the lookout for the straight up niggas. Yeah. That song will always be a classic. Goes to that. It's MCH Straight Menace. Also off of that um, Menace Society soundtrack as well. Always classic. MCH is definitely a legend. I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast tonight. Shout out to my dope ass, beautiful podcast family. I appreciate your support. Don't let nobody tell y'all y'all ain't dope because y'all are dopest i really appreciate your support i will be back on tomorrow i will get my bell air recap out for episode nine out early and then i'll be back on with my big sky recap i'll get that out early as well so i'll get both of those out and i will be back um sunday for our power book four force recap so I'm going to be dropping that content this weekend, so keep checking your girl out. And if you guys are not into those shows, I will be back on next Thursday for my Snowfall recap. So as always, I love you, and it's your girl Shanice, and I'm out. Hope you enjoyed the show with your girl Shanice.